Hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Break, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. All right, we got some we got some good Warhammery tabletop gaming things to talk about today. Specifically, I think the big thing is that the old world just came out, or is coming out, so it's kind of out, right? Yeah, I think people who pre-ordered their Bretonians and Tomb Kings may have them now and are beginning the process of assembling thousands of points of uh, <laughs> minis that are not worth very yeah. many points each. Uh, yeah, I mean, did they? Do you know if they changed that at all? Because I mean, that's something I've been a little bit concerned about. Is like how many models do you actually need to make a full army? Is it the same kind of you need a thousand of everything? <laughs> to make a unit or or is it like oh no we made this reasonable this time i mean the boxes of peasants still looked like units of 20 the skeletons <laughs> and the peasants were still the the blocks of 20 and in those yeah. army boxes there were several blocks of 20 that's true yeah i mean it does look like a mod- a lot of models come in those boxes yeah okay so i'm just gonna say yeah. it i like rectangles so the they are clean they're They're very very clean clean. a single (laughs) model on a rectangle looks a little bit dumb but you rank that up five abreast four deep that rectangle Mm -hmm. is so satisfying and it takes so much work to paint 20 models and you see such a small surface area of the models that you've painted when they're in a (laughs) four by five rectangle but that's true it's satisfying because you know it's there like that yeah. yeah yeah like if you if you were to take them off mm-hmm. you'd be like yeah that's that's uh, good his pants look good here he's he's always in the last row the pure density <laughs> of painted models in one of those rectangles <laughs> it, it it hurts a little bit because you know how much effort you put in and you you understand how much work is represented by the one cannonball that skips across the unit <laughs> yeah but uh, mm, it oh, feels man. good to to plop that down. Like I I did it. I got through twenty models to uh, put one yeah. unit on the table, and yeah, you know, in in Age of Sigmar or forty k, a unit of five models kind of takes up like the same amount of space on a table. But no rectangles, right, so like tightly coherency packed, so and... good, so good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, it's not nearly, not nearly the same. Although I still run like, um, I mean, I guess cause it's kind of a holdover from fantasy, but like plague, but plague bears are in blocks of 20. Um, and I think you get more bonuses if there's like 30 of them. Mm-hmm. So usually that's what it is. I, I run like two blocks of 30 on rounds. Yeah. It's, it's they're large. It's large. It's w- huge, bulky armies, but uh yeah i kind of kind of missed the movement trace for that i kind of wish i had some of those yeah um (laughs) so i it's not quite the same i did play warhammer fantasy but it has been almost 20 years since i have played warhammer fantasy but i i very well remember reading the rule books and it's and the the way the bonuses work for ranks it's Mm -hmm. you you get morale bonuses or something for having a total Mm -hmm. of four ranks and so and and like spears have spears and pikes have bonuses for the second and maybe the third rank depending and 
Sure. And and there's things like, yeah, if you have four complete ranks of soldiers, you get the full uh, leadership bonus, whatever it is. Right. And so the book will clearly say like, oh, you, you want to make sure you have at least five ranks so that you can lose some casualties and still get the full bonus. <laughs> Right. And yeah. like, oh, that's that's definitely a like, thing. Ooh, yeah. this this unit is meant to be the, the tar pit, so you wanna make sure this is big, like at least forty models. And uh oh. yeah, yeah, like the 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 boxes were bigger, like you would buy a unit that typically did have twenty goblins or twenty skeletons or what have mm -hmm. you. But just the codex implied that that was the the bare minimum of a rectangle <laughs> size, minimum. like the yeah. absolute bare uh, You gotta, <laughs> gotta have 40 at least. You might want to just pack another 10 because yeah. what if what if somebody dies and you have to take models yeah. off and you lose that bonus, so you gotta have that bonus. And a lot of times these were metal models. Skaven slaves, yeah. oh, um, orc biggins, uh, you mm -hmm. know, the old goblins, like you, you had a, a block of old forest goblins. Those were those were metal models that came in a blister pack of two or three models, and ooh, ooh, the the financial depth that you had to have <laughs> in a single army. <laughs> it, That's insane. It makes sense. Like I like I understand why the game died, but over the years, yeah. people have gotten used into to sink in more and more, more and more money into this, and. Yeah. To a point, you know, the average age of the person interested in fantasy models may have increased. It hasn't increased by a full mm -hmm. 20 years, but it's it's increased by a good 10, 15, I bet, which puts, <laughs> which puts you into a job-having years, the, the job-having category. Yeah, so. no, that's definitely the, the like, bigger game-changer, I think, yeah. is, is the people who, like, remember it fondly as, like, children, mm -hmm. right? That that puts like, you into uh, divorced category while still having a job, and that's yes. that's prime <laughs> goblin rank and file category right yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all metal, you know, just really investing, just getting that army like that you always wanted. Yeah. Now it's a time. Oh, the dwarves! Uh, oh my goodness, because dwarves were on the small bases. So many of yeah. them were metal models. Like the the warriors did come in plastic, but if you wanted to have quarrelers thunderers you got mm -hmm. your your troll slayers the slayers you want to have iron breakers um my, my, my memory fails me but you know what i'm saying it's fine yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying <laughs> they're, they're all you metal and they came in blister packs of two or maybe three models oh man that's that's the insane thing like i have a like a dwarf uh like a miner, like a pickaxe miners, guy. And I don't miners. Even, is that what they're? I don't even remember what they're called. Um, it was the the only Warhammer Fantasy model that I actually owned when I was younger, because I played. I was going to a friend's house to play D anD D, and we had painted up models because like everybody was into Warhammer. Like forty k was the thing at the time, right? You're talking like ninety seven or eight or something, ninety nine. I don't know, somewhere in there. Um. So we were doing that and one of my, so it was my friend's brother um, painted up a, a dwarf miner as his character because he was like some kind of halfling something something and we thought that was funny. So he had that. Um, so he gave me the other one in like the two pack <laughs> and I've had that 
since then and it's still in in the pack that it came in and it's in my drawer and i haven't painted it never even taken it out well they eventually got some plastic miners in the battle for skull pass but for a long time those were all metal yeah yep yep but anyway i i can't remember where we were going but it's it's coming back the old world (laughs) is here yeah um I mean, honestly, I'm I'm like pretty stoked about it. Yeah. I I went ahead and I got out the only box of fantasy stuff that I actually have, um, which mostly was given to me by other people uh, who just didn't want it anymore. I mean, clearly they weren't going to be using their uh, orc, you know, crossbowmen. Oh, like, those are so good. Not, uh, I'm not going to uh, do that. Okay, we'll, we'll negotiate these, a yeah. trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I, I have two I, of those. I, more I clearly remember bringing two orc crossbowmen to middle school to like show to people oh. after history class. Like, like oh, I remember man. at my locker <laughs> in middle school, like pulling out two orc crossbowmen. They looked pretty good at the time, I got to say. But yeah, it was man. Two orc crossbowmen came in a in a blister pack, metal yeah. orcs, plastic crossbows. Oh. Mm. That clang of metal. I mm. hear it. Here, yeah, no, I got a bunch of these now, um, and then a bunch of the the this one's like the the leader guy. I don't know. He's got a crossbow, but he's got a big old knife, which I think is pretty great. Was that a, is it a uh, boss or a big boss? I think it's a big boss with a crossbow. Big boss with so crossbow. He's definitely yeah. definitely up front in the the ranks there. Yeah, um, and I got a bunch of the uh, pigs, you know. Little pigs, boars. The, the real, the really, yeah. I mean, they're they're boars, but they're stupid looking boars. They're really bad looking, like not even yeah. the nice looking boars. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I just I got a bunch of stuff out, and I've been kind of putting stuff together, and it kind of like I've been buying all these old, and they're not old, they're new pewter models, um, or you know whatever metal, um, and a lot of them have been orcs, and they've been you know, sculpted by the same guy who did a lot of the original orcs for fantasy. And, and now I'm just like, I I need to just continue this and have this just heavy and all metal orc army. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you asked if the old world had come out yet. And I think we are about one week into the old world technically having been released. And that means okay. we're one week into the lag time of people trying to paint up however many points they need to a actually lot. play a game. <laughs> so there's there's going to be some old fa- old Hammer fans out there who have their armies ready to go, and they've been ready to go for 20 years. And then yeah. anybody who just bought a box of Bretonians or Skeletons, oh. they are only one week into the process of trying to get those ready to go. <laughs> and keep working. Keep working out there, yeah. there, friends. You got, you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> this would, this would be a good time uh, to to figure out how to really paint some of that stuff really fast. Um, skeletons are are not that hard. Yeah. I think I think you could get away with some stuff. Uh, there's also the decision to make whether or not you want your army to be uh, like the still have the old world aesthetic like the classic e paint jobs or if if they should be painted like we paint armies in age of sigmar and you know stuff today like is it either more complex shading highlighting washing all this stuff or is it solid blocks of color sure you know what i mean 
Like, which way would you probably go? I always go solid blocks of color. That's just what I do. <laughs> I guess you do. Yeah. Unless I'm slap chopping, I make a I make a hard fork yeah. when I'm starting a paint job. We're either slap chopping or we're solid blocks of color with okay a little, okay. little bit of shade and a little bit of highlight. We'll, we'll see how we feel. We'll see how we feel. But yeah, the the most recent video I did is I painted up eight Bretonian Knights of the Realm, and mm-hmm. I got early access because those models have been out for twenty years, and I got them on Craigslist yeah, really. five years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, does the oh you're holding one up there on screen? Does that I have am, the little shields on the barding? Is it four? Uh, yes. Four shields? This one okay. has the shields on it. The war shields, and uh, he's missing his actual shield. Okay, so that is a somewhere. sixth edition Bretonian Knight of the Realm. That is from the year two thousand and four. Look at you. Yep, I did my research. You're like a. Yeah, the, the um, previous edition of the game in the starter box, the Bretonians vs. Lizard Men starter box, I think that was 98, I want to say, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But that somewhere one that there, one yeah. actually had a, a previous edition plastic Bretonian Knight of the Realm that didn't have the shields oh. on the barding. They're just a little bit smaller, a little less complex. Now, Eric of Eric's yeah. Hobby Workshop says he prefers 5th edition Knight of the Realm over 6th edition. So... There's a lot of fun to be had here, and we we apologize <laughs> to anyone listening at home that's just scratching their head. But the one of the nice things about the re-release or the old world or whatever you want to call it is that there is so much history here, and yeah. some people are getting excited about it for that reason. Yeah, and I think it's definitely starting to kick in for me, and even a little bit for you too, Casey. Right? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. No, I I missed out on on the whole thing back then so i'm i'm excited to see what happens now hey look if you type bretonian painting into youtube i want you to know casey mm-hmm. your green knight is like the third result yeah. something like that it's it's up there your your Man. your green knight from that old ebay rescue is up <laughs> like, there. that was one of your like, that was one of your good videos yeah yeah actually that that video um probably was the the biggest like jump mm-hmm. that i had had right when the channel was like new um yeah it was a good one that's still i really like that video and i wish it was done better like because it, it i i shot it with an iphone you know what i mean like it looks terrible it was an iphone f- four or five i don't know it's it's been a minute you get that 4s um, yeah probably a 4s yeah <laughs> could have been a 5c though i don't know i can't remember which one i had at the time but um yeah yeah i i did like a lot of work that i don't even tend to do these days on models i did like a bunch of green stuff on it it was really jacked up um and i think it was more of that like uh I didn't really know what I was doing at the time. So I just kind of went for it with everything, not really thinking about it, you know, second guessing myself. Painting bravely. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's what we talk about. We talk about. And uh, I, I do think back to that video and I see that model in my, my cabinets. I'm like, man, I got to like, I got to push for that more often. Like, it's a really good reminder. But yeah, um, I really like that model and it, it, at the time, and I think I said it in the video, I was like, I really want to go find more of these. And, like, I kind of have. I I think I've maybe bought a couple 
old world things since then but not not like i wanted to at the time but now i feel like actually the time is right you know i went i went and got those nightmare miniature models and i got this like sweet orc warlord on a boar and he looks awesome and it's just it's too good it's too good can't ignore these that's a really good boar it is it is it looks so good like the fur it's it's perfect (laughs) so you don't have the memories of actually playing the game but just being on ebay i bet you've constantly been seeing these models for years and years you've been seeing these models Uh, since even even back back in the day right around that time like the the late 90s early 2000s especially right um man like there were so many and and i remember buying things that were like lots you know just a bunch of different stuff all together and there'd just be this random fantasy model thrown in there be like what is this garbage what's a square basis i don't like this you know at the time especially like if you were playing 40k it it felt like it was like you're not allowed to go play fantasy at least with the people i was around which is honestly probably why i ended up quitting in general was part of it some real winners Um, there casey uh yeah i know it's great um yeah it's one of those things i don't know but uh yeah man like it was all over ebay for sure um and right now right now is the time to to go look at some of that stuff maybe for a premium but yeah (laughs) i'm sure the prices have gone up because there definitely are people more interested in those old models right now for good reason Mm -hmm. um because games workshop in selling the old world is just reprinting some of the old models so it's not like (laughs) it's not like things are going out of circulation or or getting replaced by something better it's just like yeah these are the skeletons Uh, here they are again Uh, yeah i mean i guess if you want i i get what they're doing right they're they're they killed a game and now there's enough interest for them to say, okay, we can bring these back out and like invest in that and whatever, however you want to look at it. That's the way I'm thinking about it. But, um, so there's no reason for them to actually over invest and create all new models from stuff only to have like the core audience of, you know, Warhammer fantasy buy it and then not do anything with it or nothing ever happens. And then they have to kill it again. So by, by, you know, putting out the old models again, I can, I can kind of see that they're, it's like, they're, they're just judging it. They're trying to see how far is this going to go? And is it worth actually creating new models for it? Because I mean, a lot of people who wanted fantasy are getting it right. I like, I, I'm into it. I know some of the models aren't exactly like up to modern standards, but I think that's part of the the charm, so to speak. They're, I think they're really riding on that. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a lot of nostalgia, a lot of charm. But then again, a lot of those minis do stand up. Yeah, that's true. Or or they are good enough to embody the art style that they were going for, if if that's what you want to put it. Like they, yeah, they yeah. look good in their way. <laughs> in their way i mean that's fair like some of these uh these models like they look good yeah in their own way they're they're a million times better than a a lego minifig a million times better than a funko pop people go nuts for these you get 
Get some old Empire hand yeah. gunners. Mm, perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Just the way Man, they are. You know what? Yeah. There's there's a an Empire model that I have I've been seeing and I've never bought and I've seen it uh, I swear swear to you it's almost every single day um mo- okay most days whenever I go onto eBay it's the like sniper guy he's standing up and the, like the the rifles on a little stand Ooh. and he's like looking down it and I swear to you I see that model every time I go onto eBay and I'm just like oh look it's uh so an empire sniper guy I should probably buy that at some point i've saved them a bunch of times and there have just been all these auctions but it's super expensive for like the single model so i've just never pulled the trigger on it but uh i don't know maybe again maybe now's the time to do that too <laughs> no keep keep an eye out so i'm you think they're gonna I'll, they're I'll, gonna put new yeah, well, they might they might re-release him but I'm, I'm sure the prices are going to go all over the place. So I, I will say, if yeah. you've been sitting on some old Warhammer stuff, this is just a reminder. If if you were ever going to paint it, now's probably the time. And if and yeah. if you're you're <laughs> still sitting on a bunch of old fantasy stuff, and you're like, I still have no interest in this. Maybe now's the time to sell it because you are going to get possibly more people more bidding. Than you would normally, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now the the auctions for full armies, even like not painted great, you know, are much higher than I think you would normally see. In fact, I think I'd say like the median price for for most small armies, like what you would see in um, either the Bretonians or Tomb Kings starter boxes that are like two fifty, I think, mm-hmm. um, are going for like four hundred dollars. Like most of the time at a minimum, but it seems to be kind of the average middle for most uh auctions that i've been seeing um and i've been looking a lot in the last few days um in fact i uh i'm i'm putting together an orc war boss on a wyvern and i was looking up the kit to see like oh you know how much does it go for all this stuff it's like almost a 300 dollar kit like for no reason that is the model does not deserve that that kind of attention i remember so so tempted (laughs) i remember it being extremely expensive at 30 dollars in like 2003 or something like that like i remember being extremely expensive at 30 dollars yeah um Um, i mean i found them for for cheaper but even still man it's it's insane and i i uh in the the box that I have, there's an orc shaman that rides a wyvern also, because there's like four or five different ones, um, and just the that model alone was like sixty dollars, uh, and I can't find the the full like spindly tall wyvern that he actually rides for for less than a couple hundred dollars either. Wild, yeah. Actually, you know, if you want to do some trades, I got some of these uh, orc crossbowmen. You know, if you got one of them wyverns. Really need a wife. <laughs> I have a lot of random bits from the large monsters. I might have the like. Yeah. I might have the spindly neck and nothing else. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just the neck part. I mean, if you've got some uh, left wings, I've got like four right wings for something from that era. I don't know what they're from. I definitely I have. I definitely have one or two plastic wings that are only one side. So we'll we'll talk, Casey. We'll we'll talk. It sounds we'll talk. good. It sounds good. Yeah, so yeah. all of this stuff has been floating <laughs> around for at least 20 years, some, some yeah. of it 30 years, and some people's mothers threw it out when they when they moved out of the house, and then when they moved yeah. back into the house, they found that 
they only had the left wings, you know, left and under the bed and mm. Yeah. Mm. Wherever they hid the other other ones. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. But yeah, this this has gotten me more excited than I thought it would. Like I have always enjoyed painting Warhammer Fantasy miniatures. I enjoy them more than 40k. Um and it's cool to see people actually excited. So one of the things I wanted mm-hmm. to bring up is specifically Rob the Honest Wargamer, Val Heffelfinger, mm-hmm. the Square-based podcast. So I think on our previous episode, I was like, yeah, we'll see if the old world actually lasts. You know, is this just going to be Aeronautica Imperialis? Is this <laughs> going to be, I don't know, like... What just one of the other kind of side games that Games Workshop <laughs> put heresy. out that they sell a ton of boxes <laughs> of and then they stop supporting or or maybe they technically keep supporting it, but like nobody really plays it anymore. I don't want to call yeah. out any specific game because like if I, if I say Blood oh, I Bowl, like, like 50 people are going to get very, very angry at me or... If I say Necromunda, like 25 people are going to get very, very angry at me. Look, if, yeah. you, if you just say Necromunda, then they're already going to get mad at no, me. No, Necromunda so. is correct. Uh, yeah, Necromunda. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, I was I was expecting they're going to sell a lot of the box sets, and people are going to play for a couple months, the way it happens with a lot of these side releases, you know, that aren't the two core games from Games Workshop. Yeah, but I actually am more optimistic now, and the reason I'm optimistic is not anything that Games Workshop do is doing. The reason I'm optimistic yeah. is because I've just listened to a couple episodes of Square Based with Rob mm-hmm. the Honest Wargamer, and the level of passion and excitement mm-hmm. and dedication and planning has, has been phenomenal. So, Rob. Uh, he has a long history, but one of the things he used to do is work at Games Workshop. He has also done a lot of organization for Age of Sigmar play uh, independently. Mm-hmm. And he clearly is invested in organizing tournaments and a whole style of play for the old world. Yeah. And yeah, if you, if you, I, if you're listening to this and you're still listening to us ramble about this old game, <laughs> go check out Square Based, the podcast. It's available on podcast apps. It's available on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. Rob's a good guy. His co-host, Val Heffelfinger, is a good guy. They they banter very well. They know what they're talking about. They're entertaining. Mm-hmm. And they are putting in a lot of work to make this game a success. And what yeah. I like is that they're taking what Games Workshop has put out. They're they're taking the rule books for half of the armies that Games Workshop is going to support, and the other half of the armies that Games Workshop said we're not going to support. Yeah, and they're saying that all these are going to be legal in our in our tournaments. We're going to organize a mm-hmm. lot of tournaments. All of these armies are going to be legal, um, and, and just to give the give the context here so games workshop is always trying to sell some things and then stop selling other things and who who knows why but officially supported yeah, in old world empire dwarves bretonia wood elf high elf orcs and goblins warriors of chaos beast men and tomb kings those are the which is kind of insane yeah 
those are the nine factions of the old world. And then there have been another seven, eight factions, seven factions that they have released a set of rules for like a PDF. Like here is the, the legacy rule set for these factions. So games workshop is kind of saying, this is all you're going to get for the following factions. Yeah. Yeah. This is all you're getting for vampire counts, lizard Van Skaven, ogre kingdoms, dark elves, chaos demons, chaos dwarves. And, a couple of those are very important. Vampire counts, lizard men, skaven, dark elves, very important. But to my mind, yeah. lesser are the ogre kingdoms, chaos demons, and chaos dwarves. Like I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you, some of you out there, played those. But there are some very important yeah. factions that Games Workshop said. Basically, we'd rather you buy these models for Age of Sigmar. I think is, is what they're doing there. I mean, I, to be. I, I, I'm not sure. Like, I don't really understand the reasoning behind that because it's like these armies already existed. People already had them. So, like, why not support them? Um, and, again, maybe they're just waiting to see, like, where the chips fall, right? They're like, hey, everybody asked for Tomb Kings for so long. I made such a big deal about it. Like, we'll see if they actually buy it, right? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe vampire counts come back in some weird capacity. Um, right. Lizard men is a really weird one to not be there. Uh, dark elves. I was actually yep. super excited for dark elves. I've, I've been wanting to buy into like the old metal dark elves army. Um, yeah, that's, that's you want really... dark elves. You talk to me, Casey. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I, I have some. I do have some. I have several. Yeah, we'll I work got, out I some sort of a dark uh... elf or a crossbowman <laughs> trade now, won't we? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, because uh, the, the hunt, literal vampire bargain. counts army that I have painted for, I mean, it, it's I put it on round bases because I bought it when Age of Sigmar came out mm-hmm. and I was getting back into everything. But most of everything I bought was on square bases. Uh, my Vlad von Karstein, I think, is still on a square base, I want to say. Actually, he is. I just glued the square base onto the round base and put grass over it, so I can always pop him right off, and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like now I don't, I can't use those in that, and they don't really work in like Soul Blight, Grave Lords, or any of that stuff either. Yeah. So they're kind of dead models, and that's really weird to me so, that y- you have this massive collection and it's just not really useful. Yeah. So, so know. a couple things to say on that. The the first is that. How many people are ever actually going to play an unofficial sanctioned Games Workshop tournament? So the the kind oh, of yeah, exclusion no. <laughs> list here, or the legacy <laughs> list, or the renegade list, whatever you want to call it, it yeah. basically they're saying, here's the PDF rules if you want to play with your nerd friend in your basement, but uh, yeah. you, you come to a, a Games Workshop tournament, not allowed. Lizard men, not, not allowed. allowed. Like, not allowed dark elves, you're not allowed. <laughs> you can't get the sweet yeah. metal pterodactyls. Well, you come here. You come here with metal pterodactyls. Go home. Go home. Yeah. So, <laughs> the first thing is like, let's you know, just be honest with yourself. Are are you no, going yeah. to be playing in any official Games Workshop tournaments? And there's there are some people out there who like that, and there I guess there are some benefits. Like you can I don't know maybe. Maybe if you win, you get your picture in the Warhammer community or you get like a, a commemorative pin or, or something like there. 
you know, there's there's achievements. There's achievements. We've to be been had to one. I don't remember even what they did with that. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Not much happened. We we couldn't get models, and then we went home. <laughs> but I'm sure the people who were playing in one got something that was worthwhile to them. Yeah. But so so I don't want to diminish if anyone is on a quest to win an official Games Workshop tournament. But for everyone else out there, like just just be honest, like there are other tournaments out there and the other mm-hmm. tournaments are going to have better rules and they're going to have double the number of playable armies and they're mm-hmm. going to you know from listening to to rob's plans they're going to be more fun and that i mean if he's running yeah. yeah that's that's why i've been so excited listening to the the square based podcast is because they're they're saying like look we're going to allow all of these armies and and yeah like thanks thanks for the start games workshop we'll we'll take the starting rules here we will come up with a a system for for running events you know we'll we'll have our own kind of tournament standards for these things and we're going to run some fun tournaments and we are going to build this game we're going to be the leaders in this community and it's going to be great and the the enthusiasm that they show it's infectious it's it's got me like oh not i know myself well enough to know that i'm never going to be a tournament player of of probably anything but but (laughs) i can i can happily be painting a a couple of bretonian knights or whatever and and yeah share in the excitement um for sure yeah but yeah I, i was just listening to their podcast and so like one of the things they were saying is yeah bring bring whatever army you want but also whatever models you want like bring proxies bring 3d prints if the models are on the correct size base if they look like what they're supposed to look like if they fit the theme of the army that's awesome like yeah i mean wood elves are an official army in the old world and good luck trying to get a wood elf right now yeah like that's actually that's very fair um did they make any in plastic they did uh, pretty I don't know. I guess they were probably out for like seven or eight years before they canned the game, but yeah, um, yes, there were like all the all the the dancers and the whatever's and the swordsmen, the hoeth and whatever. I don't even know. Um, I don't remember the but, glade guard. Yeah. yeah, there you go, glade guard. Yeah, guard in the glade. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I swear they're all like metal. Yeah, yeah. But also just because Games Workshop is releasing 20-year-old sculpts, like the 3D files that are out there right now are better. They're a lot better. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. <laughs> um, the plastic still has durability going for it, but the <laughs> I printed a lot of not-Tomb Kings and a lot of not-Bretonians over the past couple of weeks. And yeah. the models I printed from... I printed the, the Tomb Kings. I got the one-page rules once. And the Bretonians mm-hmm. I got from Titan Forge. Mm-hmm. And they're great. They're great looking. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. the durability of the spears are a little iffy, so I'll probably equip them with uh, hand yeah, weapons. Yeah. But... <laughs> I know, it's a weird... That's such a weird thing to me. Like, uh, making those decisions before you... Like, oh, I'm going to make... I have to print this model from nothing. I need to make sure it's going to last if I'm going to actually use it. So I, they can't have spears. Yeah, well... Like, everything with spears is basically out. Um, anything with flags attached to it, I've basically given up on. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's even just removing the supports like half the time you break the stupid thing. So, um, man, I didn't even think about that, actually. You bring up uh, one-page rules. Um, I I mean, they got a lot of stuff that will be very good for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that makes me kind of want to do some printing. There are, uh, I mean... Speaking of Bretonians, there's uh, Midland Midbury miniatures. There's also Highland miniatures. There, there are mm-hmm. for any of these armies, there are multiple 3D printing STL companies that have done at least a month or two for yeah. the kind of models that you want, for the kind of proxies that you'd want. There are so many great options out there, and yeah, I I think this might be a really good thing if. If Games Workshop just kind of puts this out in like a half-assed way, and then the community takes the reins and says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll we'll take it from here. Thanks for the start. We're gonna do this right. We're gonna yeah, allow awesome proxies. We're gonna allow all the armies. We're gonna find a way to balance out, you know, the number of core units you can take compared to the number of special and HQ or whatever." Uh, yeah, but. Uh, the square-based tournament standard is what's going on. And yeah, Rob mm-hmm. was saying that he's got four tournaments already on the calendar and that the yeah. pre-sales are going and they're filling up fast. And nice. there's there's some real leadership and excitement there. And that's, that's cool to see. Yeah. No, I mean... I mean, you get a, a, enough people on board like this like to, to create that independent community. And I mean... It could be huge, especially where they're at. Uh, I kind of remember this happening when Age of Sigmar came out, too, because people were so confused by it and they weren't sure what to do. Um, we got these like renegade faction, you know, books that came out and there were no points at the time. So like people were running these tournaments just being like, hey, man, whatever, whatever you have, we're going to make this work. And it, I feel like that, I mean, was a pretty huge part of the reason that that it's probably even still a game, you know, cause theoretically like it could have, uh, done the same as Warhammer fantasy and they would have canned it like two years in and just been like, well, I guess we make Warhammer 40,000 and that's yeah. what we make. You know, weird. Nobody wants to play this game with no points where you just bring whatever <laughs> weird, you want to, yeah. to the table. And, uh, the yeah, winner is so good, whoever brings more cases of minis with <laughs> was, them. Whoever <laughs> was, yeah, that, that was the only, like, I, I mean, yeah, there were all sorts of weird crap going on. It was like, well, maybe we should uh, calculate wounds. Maybe that's how we should do it, or or maybe it should be right. the number of models or something. It was it was insane. Um, and man, that was after like not playing Warhammer or being doing anything for you know twenty years or whatever, and then coming back and be like, man, this is it's, this is crazy. This is so much fun. <laughs> it's so much better than I remember. Like everything's easy. You got the literal like one, two page, you know, little pamphlet, and that's your rules for Age of Sigmar. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole wild west of everything then, but proxies and just do whatever you want. Um, I think got people on board, and I think if I mean I'm sure that they'll have a, a big impact on that, and if people continue to do that and push for that, then things are going to be pretty awesome. Um. Like the, you know, I'm excited about this, this boar riding orc that is just ridiculous. Nightmare and, miniatures. 
yeah, like filling filling out an entire army with those. Like that sounds sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. And that even if I wanted to play in some non GW sanctioned tournament or whatever, which I really don't care to. I don't care to at all. Um, that's a long Saturday. Or yeah. That's a long weekend. Either way, it's a long weekend. Yeah, yeah no, this is a long like multiple days of like. I mean, come on, how long does it take you to play a game of any anything at this point? Like the last game you played, how long did it take? Oh, I have no idea. A long time, <laughs> a long time, long time, yeah. long time. Yeah, like three or four hours. I swear, I think was the last one that I did. Yeah, I did play yeah. a couple of games. Uh, I think I played in two tournaments of 8th edition 40k that got three games in on a Saturday. That makes sense. And it's a, it was a long Saturday, but you can you can play a three-game tournament on a Saturday. It's, it's doable. But, uh, whew. You're going to spend Sunday mentally recovering from that. And, you know, you, you uh, could just paint miniatures uh, uh, for two days. That's good, too. Ooh. <laughs> Also good. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna throw it out there. The yeah. Total War Warhammer game really is good. If you just want to play a PC game where the computer is your opponent and knows all the rules for you and does all of the <laughs> math and yeah. everything's instantaneous and it has pretty good graphics and it's fun. Total War Warhammer. There are three releases for that game. One, two, and three. Two is the good one, Warhammer Total War yeah. Two, yeah, and it's the normal Total War thing where it's rectangles of troops going up against each other. It's completely yeah. themed in the old world. You can play with the renegade factions. Actually, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> actually, uh, <laughs> on its release, two was the one that had Skaven and Lizardmen and Dark Elves and yes. okay, High Elves. Yeah, that was but, like the big thing. But right? yeah, so three of the Renegade factions are are really featured in, in Warhammer Man. 2. But... Yeah, that right there, <laughs> like, because I've seen the cinematics, I've used some stuff like, like pointing to that in videos that I've made about models from those factions. And now that they're just, I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah again, proxies, using whatever you want, like people who are going to, create this community and make it something cool aren't going to be completely terrible and not let you have fun and play with awesome models yeah. um, but i am kind of bummed because of what it means is realistically on if things go really well and games workshop is like yeah man this is this is like a money maker we're actually going to be investing in this often yeah well that means that skaven aren't getting jack for like a decade if ever. Yeah. So we'll we'll see about that. I again, I realistically am not going to play many or any games of this, but I can share in the yeah. excitement. I can paint some minis while um listen to the square based the podcast. I can yeah. listen to square based the podcast while I'm playing Total War Warhammer two on the PC. Yeah. And I can kinda <laughs> yeah, just, just share in the excitement. That that sounds good to me. But um yeah, yeah I, you know, if I'm if I'm wish listing, I actually kinda hope that Games Workshop doesn't 
do too much with it and what i mean by that is i don't uh-huh. i i hate the the treadmill like the the three-year yeah. treadmill of games workshop where a codex is good for 18 months or whatever and and if you yeah. buy a book and you know take a vacation or something you come back to the game and you need <laughs> to buy the book again like i, I hate that so much that's true and if, and that's true idea of uh, multiple books for the same army that i had didn't play in the last edition and yeah. haven't played in this one actually i've stopped hating it i've just come to acceptance and i just know not to buy the books like i know like i it's fair i understand yeah. if i buy a codex i'm gonna play two games of that edition maybe and yeah. then i'll have to buy the codex again so i've just learned to not play the game <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i mean that's hey like that's the way to go yeah, right? just, you're just like i'm just gonna not play this yeah, game how about that i'll download the one page <laughs> rules version of the game i'll read those yeah, two yeah. pages and uh that'll be close <laughs> enough actually yeah 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 well i mean anymore like with army builders and everything else that's that's out there like battle scribe has 99 percent of what you need it's like the the last 10 percent that's in the book that gives you like oh well this specific thing and this is how you would do that like that's really all you are all you're missing and i I bet you could probably find that stuff on google so yeah like the actual need to buy a book these days i think is pretty low uh, or, uh, like it's like more of a collection russian google yeah that'll get you <laughs> yeah, exactly google.vk <laughs> will get you pretty far <laughs> exactly <There you> go. <laughs> oh man yeah uh, i found a lot of codexes out there too just floating around on like not even like uh pirating sites or anything like that it's like just somebody will just be like here's this codex for this thing it's just here here's the pdf mm-hmm. you know it's like oh okay well, i'll just grab that before somebody takes it down yeah yep oh actually speaking of russian torrents uh, <laughs> uh by painted is back is he? I don't know if he's Russian. You weren't gonna say no, that no. Cool. I was gonna say like I, uh, I learned about SciHub, which is a, a website where okay. you can download scientific articles. One one of my other pet peeves is that it's really hard to get actual peer reviewed articles. If like if you're not in the system, yeah. If you don't have a university library at your beck and call, it's really hard to get uh, scientific articles. And I've been yeah. reading up a little bit about uh, VOCs, volatile organic compounds in relation to 3D printing. And the sci-hub.com or .vk or whatever actually <laughs> does a pretty good job of uh, comrades just getting you scientific articles that so you don't have to pay $50 to read a, a journal article. So uh that's is that is that how they're doing it these days they're like well since you don't belong to a university uh that'll be $50 that, yes and that's like one of the cheap ones it's $50 <laughs> for 48 hours of access to a journal article oh even yeah. better even better <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, a yeah. rental no it's it's ridiculous why like what's the purpose of that okay so so basically if you want to publish in like the journal of chemical physics or something like that yeah you Which send in your article and it goes to an editor and the editor farms that out to a couple of peer reviewers and the peer reviewers send in their thing. And if the journal article is accepted or maybe accepted with revisions or whatever, 
then uh, a copy editor who works for the journal like neatens up and formats everything and gets sure. the, gets a nice PDF ready and then they publish it on their website. They don't even have like physical journals anymore. But right, yeah. there are hosting costs and there's the cost of the the copy editor and maybe the editor who does the distribution gets paid a little bit of something. But they I mean they, the journal does have costs, but realistically but yeah. A total of twenty people are ever going to read that article, or like the it depends right, what right, exactly. depends what it is. But a lot of scientific articles are only read by a couple dozen people ever. Uh, uh-huh. so some of them, the really good ones, get read by hundreds or thousands. But um, even then, if they need to recoup if you their say costs, at this yeah. much, <laughs> like... yeah, they, the the <laughs> journal does have operating costs, and they recoup those costs by mostly charging like pharmaceutical companies ridiculous fees to read their journal articles i could see yeah. i could see them targeting specific companies yeah. and stuff yeah um, um but yeah it's if it was really annoying when i was a uh, acs american chemical society like dues paying member and mm-hmm. in order to read an acs journal i would then also have to pay money like it was it was infuriating to me um but <laughs> With uh, illegal downloading sites, I can just get the PDF without paying that, so I can allow the scientists who work very hard on that bit of scientific information <laughs> to uh, share yeah. that information with somebody. <laughs> so yeah. that's, I'm not feeling too guilty about that, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's like, I don't know, but- if they're keeping it in a bubble that's not helping anybody and i i get that it's like a peer review thing and it's it's a thing but then why not host it like somebody should have especially in the intellectual community yeah. <laughs> i Pe- figured peer this out information costs a lot to access but uh, <laughs> dumbest thing i've ever whatever heard. tim pool says that day is very free to for you to access <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> What, what whatever Brent and Casey are rambling about, completely free for you to observe. Yeah, completely free, unless you you know sign up or buy a Cobalt Talk t shirt. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cobalt Talk t shirts those cost money. Those cost money. Yeah. yeah, we don't see any of that money, but yeah. they cost money. Yeah, that's right. You get a shirt. Yeah, we we really don't. Yeah, <laughs> I think the last the last thing I got from uh, the, the shirt people was like I think. Uh, maybe it was like twenty cents. All right. Well, at least people shirt. got their the cobalt shirts. That's the important yeah. thing. And you give yeah. that twenty no, cents. I, to I put them down as low as I could. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. What else we got? Um, I mean, the old world is pretty darn neat, and I am excited that it's back. That it's here. That some. Something can happen with these these models. I'm excited to paint some old models. So excited to paint some new 3D prints inspired by old models. And uh, yeah, all, yeah, all good, all good. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else you got, Casey? Uh, well, I was. I mean, I was going to talk about stuff that I painted and and orcs and whatnot, but we kind of did that. Um, let's see, let's see, I don't know <laughs> okay okay i think we've we've mostly gone through a lot of the stuff that we had kind of pre-planned well, well um, I, got a, I got a little bit more if we, we, we were uh 
rounding down the the old world here so i did yeah, yeah i yeah. did paint those eight nights as uh, a start and also as a way to uh-huh. test out the the war paints fanatic which was all right, well yeah. and good and yeah so far so good with that paint like it the the overall conclusion is that all of the other paint brands were up here at like mm-hmm. a like a B plus A minus kind of level, like you know, saving yeah, the yeah. A's and the A plus. There's, there's always room for improvement, but uh, yeah, yeah. You know, always. Yeah, you know, you, you get like pearl acrylic at like an A minus. Like we always room for improvement. Like don't yeah, yeah, oh, yeah don't yeah. top it out. And you had the old army painter war paint at like we'll give it a generous One C plus. We'll give it a generous <laughs> C plus. Yeah. All right, four or five. Yeah, yeah, and. What I'm saying is that Warpaint's Fanatic has caught up to the pack. They are no longer lagging yeah. behind the pack of antelope about to get eaten by the cheetah. Like they're <laughs> yeah, about to get eaten by like the old cheetah with eyesight problems. Yeah, they're they're they caught yeah. up to the pack and hey, right on. Like they're more there are going to be more good options for for paints out on the market. Awesome. Oh yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, no, I've been using them a lot. I, I'm very happy with them. Yeah for sure um and so this is this is a, a quick segment but yeah so for the for the nights i was using a very large box of paints they're they're sweet 216 paint mega set complete set and that is a big set of paints for for the next batch of minis i'm using a different paint set i got my War Paints Fanatic starter set, which includes eleven there models, including a bottle of brush-on primer. And the point I want to make is, you know, every every time we get to a, a new release and the hype is going, there are always these big boxes. Whether it's a two hundred and fifty dollars worth of Tomb Kings or I think seven hundred dollars worth of of uh, War Paints Fanatic yeah. complete set, like. I mean, yeah, you don't have to buy the big box. You don't yeah. have to buy the big box. That's that's all. I'll try to get like the because the, there's. You want to talk about it? Or... I mean, it's nice to have a ton of variety of paints, but like you can buy as many or few bottles of paint as you want to buy. And uh, yeah. you know what? If you're not sure about the paint line, maybe start with the eleven bottle set. Or yeah. or the, wait the until the singles are available. Thirty four dollar eleven bottle set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have been painting actually a pretty good little chunk of minis. I think I'm gonna have like ten or eleven minis total that have been painting with just this tiny little paint set. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting some nice looking minis out of it. Like you don't you yeah. don't need infinite paints. Um, I'm, I'm you know. It's a little bit annoying, annoying to have to mix up gray or bone every time you want to use those colors. Sure. There's not even yeah. like a Caucasian flesh tone in here or anything, but like mm-hmm. for a lot of minis, yeah, this is a good this is a good mix. It's fine. Um, anyway, there's there's just one like one of the types of comments that it kind of annoys me is any anytime there's these reviews about a new line of paint and Oftentimes, the paint companies send a pretty large kit out to YouTubers to check out to get an idea of the what the range is like, and then somebody yeah. will always be like, two hundred dollars for fifty paints." Like, huh, yeah, yeah, right. Like, you, you, 
You can buy one bottle of paint. It's fine. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to buy. You, you buy entire... as many or as few of these as you want. And <laughs> and to be fair, like the two hundred and sixteen paint set, like of course, if you multiply the price of a bottle of paint times two hundred and sixteen, the price of that yeah, is yeah. going to be a very high number. And how much is a bottle of paint? Four twenty-five is what they've been going for. Or I think that okay. I think. $4.25 is the MSRP of a bottle of the upcoming War Paints Fanatic. And how many are in that box? 216. Okay, yeah. okay. And are there any extras in that box? I think there's four brushes. Okay. Yeah. So roughly $960 worth. Yeah. And how much is the set itself? I, I've seen a few different prices. I don't know if seven hundred is with some discount. Like it might even be more. It might even be more like more like eight hundred. I don't know. The either way, yeah. I mean, it's less than nine hundred and sixty dollars, almost a thousand dollars, right? It's less than that. Yeah, stop trying to sell the. <laughs> stop trying to sell the complete <laughs> set, Casey. Like, no. look on principle, I think that it's. I'm agreeing with you. It's like if you want to pay that kind of money and buy yeah. all of the paints, like good for you that'll be great everybody else can buy it a bottle at a time yeah i just it's fine so the comments i got on my night video were mostly very <laughs> lovely but there were a couple of people like seven hundred dollars for a paint kit yeah right so it's like just buy a bottle see if you like it right. 425 not the person they're talking to <laughs> i don't know you told me that it just really it, it irks me because it's like yeah duh but, like, you also don't have to go buy a million-dollar car either, do you? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't. Yeah. It's fine. Well, I bought I bought the entire line of folk art paint, and, and it cost me $3,000. Yeah. Like, I bought oh, the yeah. entire shelf of Krylon spray paint, and, exactly. like, <laughs> cops arrested me. Like, I just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You want to start, you want to start like multiplying these things. Yeah. Folk art is such a good example. Like you go into a Michaels or something and it's, it's not like a box of folk art. It's an aisle of folk art. Okay. The entire aisle is this brand of paint, whatever brand it is, yeah. it might be plaid, but it doesn't matter. My point stand yeah. you every color under the sun every type of paint every medium that they have it's like you really want to go for it oh but this paint is inexpensive it's so cheap it's like 250 a bottle it's like okay so you just take every amount that are in there it's probably two or three thousand bottles sitting there mm -hmm. you just multiply that yeah let's do that it's like no this, okay yeah i bought every Nobody sku of a product line and it was expensive like yeah 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 mm-hmm mm-hmm mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But and meanwhile, I just bought, you know, both starters for old world and it cost me $500. Oh my God. Yeah. But it, so, so on a serious note though, like there, there is the yeah. trend of all the YouTube <laughs> reviews have these giant boxes of paint. And mm -hmm. I think that does skew a lot of things in, in viewers minds yeah. and, and uh, either, either that it's expected that you have the whole line of paint or just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, like it, it does change the whole framing if somebody is just like, yeah, here's here's the entire line of paint that a company gave to me. And that's that's one of the reasons why I'm working on the video. Just no, here's the the absolute the smallest box yeah. that they have, which is you know the kind of thing that you can give to somebody as a birthday present that has paints, a brush, mm -hmm. a mini, 
and try the hobby out see if you'll like it yeah i do like the fact that that their starter comes with a model yep i think that's really great yep I know we've talked about that with like some of the Reaper sets in the past because mm-hmm. they have models in theirs. That's really cool. Yep. Um, yeah. We've given a we've given a shout out to WizKids Paint Night kits in the past, but the the bottles of paint and the the paint kit Paint Night kits from WizKids. Sorry, the WizKids yeah. yeah, Paint yeah. Night kit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it does have everything you need in there to to paint a mini, but they're not like real bottles of paint. They're they're weird little tiny pots that don't close right yeah garbage little guys but it's it's real vallejo paint in those pots and it comes with one or two paint brushes and comes with a little monster mini from whiz kids and in some ways those are one of the best single box everything you need to learn to paint a mini kit that that have been out there and yeah. uh, like we said, Reaper also has some where like you get some goblins from Reaper and the colors that you'll want to use to paint some goblins or what have you. Um, but I think this this tiny little kit from Warpaints Fanatic is going to be a, a good thing for the stores that mostly sell Funko Pops to stock. If they're going to stock <laughs> one mini painting item like this, this is a good one. So. I mean, to be fair, uh, the Army Painter has always been very good about getting their paints into stores like that mm-hmm. and if they're just replacing their old war paints with fanatic i mean yeah it's gonna be perfect like the mall that i have or one of the malls like they have army painter in one of the stores yep they don't have any other paints they have army painter mm-hmm. so yeah that's that's pretty exciting and the fact that it's on par with a lot of like the paints that i prefer to use generally is a kind of a huge deal I, I don't even know if anybody's really emphasized how much of a big deal that actually is, but it's kind of a big deal. Getting much better paint into the hands of new painters, amazing. Like, yeah. 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 Like, like, we could not really recommend the old Army Painter War Paints before. Like, we, like, if if somebody yeah. <laughs> gonna be like, cool, yeah, hey, hope you have fun with them. Paint some minis, let, and then let us know when you're ready to upgrade. So, but <laughs> yeah, uh. to be uh, honest, the only thing I've ever heard about them that that made the most sense to me, other than like you know, there are a few colors that work pretty well. Um, I like their their spray. The sprays were good. Okay. Uh, the color match usually was like decent enough with the spray, mm-hmm. and then everything else you could airbrush fine enough. Sure, and it was fine. Sure, yeah, yeah. And the washes were good. the The strong the strong tone is like one of the best hobby products that's been on the market. Like strong, I, yeah. I like strong tone. I like strong tone. Um. Okay, that's that's enough. War paints fanatic. What else? Ooh, I went to a tiny little convention called SnowCon in Bangor, Maine, last weekend or something. Weekend before, it was good. It was fun. It's nice. The convention with two hundred and eighty people. And it was held at the Elks Lodge, which is not a Rotary Club, but probably similar. <laughs> it's not. It's just called the Elks Lodge. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's just a, a community center, basically. And yeah, just a, a lot of people playing games. There were miniature games, there, you know, Star Wars X-Wing, Marvel Crisis Protocol. There was people playing role-playing games. There were board games. And there was a, a little uh, setup in the corner where... 
people were painting minis. There was a kind of paint and take area run by Donald and thanks, thanks Donald. And it was sponsored by the army painters. So there were some old, talking about. old war paints there for, oh, for people to paint their first miniature with. And, and they yeah, were ima- good enough imagine, for that purpose. Right? Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. It's switching out the, that paint with Fanatic. And yeah. they're sponsoring an event with 200 people. And all of a sudden, man. Yeah. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe like 50 people actually might have rotated through the paint and take area over the weekend. But hey, mm. good, 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 good. Um, so yeah, that was just a little local convention that I hadn't checked out before. It was good to go. I'm going to... That's one of my... My resolutions this year is to try to make it to more local conventions, just to check them out, see what they're like. It's a good. That's a good resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah, um, it's not bad at all. Oh, and it was announced today, but I'm going to be a guest at Too Many Games, which is a convention in Philadelphia area in late June of this year, 2024. So too many games in the Philadelphia area, and it's mostly, or historically, it was mostly a video game convention. They're up to fifteen or twenty thousand attendees now, and it's pretty good. yeah, and they they announced kind of the first batch of special guests, and I was one of the special guests that they announced, and then it was just like ten voice actors from video games. <laughs> I think they were. I think they were all way more famous than any mini yeah. painting YouTuber ever could be. But, <laughs> uh, but I was just like, it's okay. great. You're in good company. It's great. <laughs> I was. I was hoping that, that they were going to announce the name of like some other tabletop person. I know. <laughs> I know. Last year they had uh, Bob World Builder as a guest, mm-hmm. and. Obviously, they wouldn't use the same guest two years in a row, but I was like, oh, I, I want to meet Bob someday. That'd be cool if he was there. So I was, I was hoping they were going to yeah. be like, yeah, the, this person who I've heard of before is going to be there. I'm like, ah, this is my, yeah. this is my chance to to finally meet Trent from Miscast. Or... <laughs> uh, or, or whatever, but it was just like, oh, here's my chance to meet. 10 voice actors from video games, none of which are personal favorites of mine, but they seem like nice people. Maybe, maybe the next patch. I'm hoping there's, I'm hoping there's going to be a few more tabletop special guests. Otherwise, otherwise, with that many people in attendance, I would think so. Otherwise, I'm just going to have to meet the, the regular non-special guests, which are pretty good too. Pretty good too. (laughs) And if you're interested in being a regular old normal guest, uh, too many games in the Philadelphia area. There you go. Uh, Uh, As these things come closer, we should probably actually like tell people, (laughs) you know, I'm telling people. You tell people now. Yeah, just get that out of the way. Just to get out of the way. We're talking about late June. Yeah, if you've listened to the first <laughs> like hour of January the podcast, episode 102, <laughs> then you already know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Casey, if you yeah. subtract Cobalt Talk episode one and Cobalt Talk episode two, this is episode 100. <laughs> this, is this is actually a very important episode of Paint Brave the podcast, oh. and it's... It's just too bad. This is one of our worst episodes yet. <laughs> it it wasn't though. Is it though? Is it? It always is. It always is. According to Brent, jeez, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I'm enjoying the the downhill ride. 
yeah, there you go. He's talking about <laughs> you being a special guest <laughs> at a convention that's six months from now. <laughs> mark your calendars. Yeah, mark your calendars. You don't even know what dates. They haven't even set the dates yet. They don't even know where the hotel is. They've set the dates. <laughs> it's like, we do it They've around this time. <laughs> Q2, 2024, I don't know. See you there. Yeah. Oh, man. Killing me. Killing me. Um. You mean, let us know if... Total War Warhammer 2 goes on Steam sale or something. Don't use... I Yeah, you already own it. I don't I actually do. own that game. I do. I know you do. Mm-hmm. You've played a lot of that game. Um, Yeah, I've, I've got it on my wish list, but it almost never goes on sale. And when it does, it's not that on sale. It's a good game. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I Eventually, I'll get there. It's their best game in like the last 10 years. They know what they're doing. <laughs> Total War series? Yeah. In the Total War series, yeah. The yeah. Warhammer 2 is the best one they've had in a while. That's not great. Nope. I mean, especially if the first one was just meh and the third one people actively dislike. It's bad. It's it's annoying. Is it really? That, yeah. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Why not just copy what you just did and change it up? People would play it and they'd be excited. The Vortex campaign, it's a... Uh, you're you're racing against all the other races to complete the vortex ritual. So good, so good. Mm. <laughs> two, two's the one you want. All right, I think I think we might be done here, Casey. All right, yeah, two. Okay, and six months though. Mark account. We got we got. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Sorry for wasting your time, but we're glad you're here. Thank you. Brent wasted your time. I had good information. Can't argue with that. (laughs) See you next time.